Hey everybody, it's Drew from Sleep With Me, and I'm believe it or not, I'm live here uh, from Golden Gate Park, recorded live, uh, and I've got a little announcement. We're teaming up with a podcast app called Spoke to give you two exclusive episodes. Spoke is a new audio platform made by SiriusXM that creates podcast playlists to help you find new shows to listen to. The Spoke team handpicks the best moments from tons of podcasts and creates playlist clips so you can try a bunch of shows out and find something new to love. Each playlist has its own topic or theme. You could try out the Music Decoded playlist with clips all about unpacking and analyzing music, uh, or Slice of Life, which is all about the crazy or incredible things that happen to everyday people. Also, Spoke has fun, exclusive content from Farrell. And that's why I'm here live at Golden Gate Park. I just concluded uh, recording one of these episodes that's only going to be available exclusively on Spoke. I'm lying here in the grass. Uh, you definitely do not want to miss these special episodes. Download Spoke now. It's free in the App Store or on Google Play. And be sure to check out all of Sleep With Me's exclusive Spoke episodes. You can find them all at Spoke.com slash sleep with me that's spoke.com slash sleep with me check it out uh and i'll see you in golden gate park at stowe lake bye guys finding quality denim jeans is tough and to find a good pair without breaking the bank is just uh almost impossible but at distilled spelled d-s-t-l-d you get like brand top quality jeans at a price that won't break your bank. And I know I said break the bank, but I like saying break the bank. And I'll say it again. Break the bank. But just go to distilled.com, D-S-T-L-D.com right now and use a promo code FERAL and check out and get it a 20% discount on your first pair. And these are great jeans. I love them. I wear them all the time. Heck, I sleep in them. Distilled jeans. They're the best jean you're ever going to wear. In fact, I shower in them. Distilled jeans. D-S-T-L-D. They're good quality, super-duper denim. And, you know, it's not going to cost you like $200 or $100. Go to distilled.com. D-S-T-L-D.com. Do it. Get some jeans. Look cool. Hello, and welcome to Conversations with Matt Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer. If you uh, haven't listened to my show before, it's uh, just what it says there in the title. It's not, uh, I don't say it's a conversation with Matt Dwyer, and then you hear banjo music for two hours as uh, we slaughter a pig. It's, uh, I usually sit down with uh, someone very interesting, and we talk about what they do, and then we go into all kinds of things, and... Uh, if you do, before we get into the show there, if you like my music, the, my theme music, if you like that, that's called Les Blanks. Josh Caldwell is the musician behind uh, that song, and he's also in another band called Holy Folk. Check them out. Really good bands. Check that stuff out. Um, yeah, today's, uh, today's episode is, uh, you know, I did those last two episodes after, prior to this were all Satan Satan, uh, <laughs> well, not like Satan. I didn't talk to actual Satan because, for starters, guy doesn't exist. But if he, you know, if he does exist, he is welcome to come on the show because that would be pretty good. I'd get a lot of listeners. But I, 
had uh, has two episodes where there's a controversial Satanist who performed the pink mass over the Westboro Baptist Church's uh, guy's mom's grave there, turning her gay in the afterlife. So we're getting to do two episodes of talking with that guy. Lucy, time is step away from Satan. And uh, talk to a very talented artist, Rod Luff. Um, and weirdly, now we're friends. We emailed back and forth a bunch about doing a show. Uh, went to his uh, art gallery, interviewed him, his girlfriend, my girlfriend. We went and got lunch. We're friends. And now we're going to get dinners and all kinds of, probably have, we're going to have babies. Their babies are going to play together. Our babies are going to date each other as babies. They're going to be dating as babies. Um, maybe we'll do it old school, It'd be chaperones, ride the babies around in uh, giant horse carriages, making sure those babies don't um, do adult things that babies shouldn't be doing with each other. Baby should just be drooling and, uh, you know, hitting you in the head with a rattler or something. Is that what they're called, rattlers? I don't know. I don't have kids. I have a dog. It's probably going to be about as close as I get to a kid. Uh, it's too bad. I think I'd be a good father, but I don't know if it's going to end the cards. Plus, uh, I'm, I'm taking a wild guess. My... Uh, sperm don't work i don't know i i i've like i've had unprotected sex with a lot of uh, girlfriends um i've never you know got anybody pregnant so maybe the stuff doesn't work there and my one girlfriend we broke up she turned around first dude she dated knocked her up had a baby we were together for like two years and you know i think partly i think partly maybe i don't know i'm not a scientist but uh, I did a lot of uh, drugs in key sort of development years of my life. Uh, I mean, I was smoking pot in elementary school, which probably these days is more common. But, uh, I mean, like, I was like full-on smoking dope in the fifth grade. And then, you know, I was doing, you know, a lot of acid. And I was doing cocaine in high school. <laughs> it's like, literally by 22, I was pretty much over drugs and I was just like alright I'm going to drink some now we're just going to really focus on liquor you know I, I went through everything figured out what I was good at ruined my balls and their baby making potential and now I just drink which also keeps my sperm count low so maybe that's there's something in that maybe I should I don't know when I'm ready to have a baby with my beautiful girlfriend maybe I'll uh, which probably make her my wife you know I, I'm, I, I'm very liberal but I'm very old school I you know I want to maybe make it legal get the government involved in my marriage i think that's important i i don't want the federal government involved in my marriage if i could just keep it a local keep it the uh los angeles county maybe just they can intervene on my i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> um but this artist that i um if you can go to before while i'm interviewing if you're at a computer go to rod luff r-o-d-l-u-f-f.com look at his gallery of work while we talk and uh, you'll get an idea of his work. It's really the other thing, though, is when you see his work in person, which we did. I f we taped this at his ga at, 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 at a gallery. It was it. There's even more lively and brilliant when you get to put your face right in it uh, and and see it. And uh, it's a really uh, Rod's a wonderful guy. Really interesting uh, conversation goes all over the place. I mean, not like unfocused, but a lot of topics. We get into a lot of good stuff. Uh, so please enjoy artist Rod Luff. 
I, I was looking at your work because we're in the gallery where your work is showing, and uh, it's it's uh, I've been looking at it on Tumblr, and it's like it's a hundred times more amazing, but it is truly amazing in person. And I said to her, my my girlfriend that it's like it's almost like you forget how great it is to be around awesome art. It's almost like being in you know nature. It like feeds yeah. the soul. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, I have a really hard time accepting any compliments, so I'm always just like, Ugh. oh yeah, it makes me really uncomfortable too. Yeah. The great thing is most of my work's lousy, so no one compliments it much. <laughs> I've, I'm a big fan of your podcast. I mean, oh, my girlfriend and I've been listening to a few episodes lately in the car when we went camping, and yeah, definitely helps pass the time. It, uh, me and camping—that's. Uh... <laughs> but like, how would you describe your your work? Because it's very unique, in my opinion. Uh, hopefully it glows and hopefully there's a vibrance and sense of uh, energy to it. But I, I, I can't really describe it in words because that's why I make pictures. So it's really hard to condense it into any kind of written form. I just try to go with whatever I'm feeling at the moment. You, you don't have like a... When you sit down and do something, do you have a preconceived idea? Or does that just is that just sort of you just exploring... Oh, I, I have a fairly good idea in my head, like an image usually pops into my head. So like I'll go and hire a model and then take photos and then take it back, do like a whole bunch of sketches and, and then work it and work it until it's, until it's finished. So, oh, cause you were yeah. doing stuff in your, the backyard, right? So you would have a model oh, come yeah. out and sit in the backyard <laughs> out in the hot blazing Orange County sun. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because when I was um, first getting my girlfriend to pose in a park, she'd like have these squirrels that were like trying to jump on her and stuff. So I usually try to keep it indoors to try and avoid that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I guess, especially if somebody was scantily clad in a park, it's exactly. going to be... Yes. Uh, but that is interesting because you, like, I, I realized I started doing things about creativity and I have a huge admiration for painting and and then i realized i started talking about people and i don't know fucking anything about it really mm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty but like you said there's like an you go for an energy and and it's like it is true it your art does glow and have an energy and it's like to me that's like magic like i'm like how the fuck do you do that <laughs> yeah I, I feel like the same i mean a lot of the times when i finish a work it's a surprise how it comes out and i just i just try to keep going until i'm until it just it's done you know what i mean so yeah, for me, like the ultimate feeling is just that sense of surprise and like, oh shit, like that's what happened. There we go. Like, <laughs> how did that happen? Like, is it yeah. is it just like sort of following your gut the whole time? Um, kind of because it's more like it's more following the failures and the mistakes and like halfway through a drawing, I'm like, everything just sucks and it's like, oh my god, how do I fix this? How do I salvage it? And then I just keep trying to fix my mistakes until it's kind of done so it's kind of painful sometimes but it sounds like life is what that sounds <laughs> at least mine fixing a lot of mistakes oh, yeah it's, mm -hmm. it's and like this is because your stuff i keep looking at as we talk it which i feel rude because i'm not looking, but it's like it's such a distinct and like it is vibrant and lively and it's like how does it like to me it seems like how does one arrive in this style because it seems mm -hmm. like i mean you... <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. It's like, that's a good question because I think about that as well because a lot of the times what I want it to be is completely different to how it turns out. And I'm almost, I want it to be like this really cool 
awesome thing and then I, I end up a little bit embarrassed by it sometimes and I'm almost hesitant to share it with people because I'm a little bit embarrassed by what I'm doing. Um, but I'm just trying to take like a lot of things that inspire me and visually things that I like and just trying to mash them together and trying to come up with something you know that's that's really nice and that you can kind of look at it and see different things each time Mm -hmm. because something that you don't just get it all in one go you kind of have to keep coming back so i mean i'm hoping that that's what comes out as yeah i don't know (laughs) well it's because when you said you like embarrassed what what sort of things could you be embarrassed about with your is it I, it's hard to explain, but just drawing these pretty lovely pictures of like, you know, girls and glowing flowers and glowing things that are kind of nice. And I wouldn't say they're not all kind of happy, but there is a certain sense of um, joy and peace in some of them. And I guess I feel like a lot of stuff in culture today is kind of about the opposite, like kind of about. I don't know about kind of violence or destructive things in movies. And a lot of people tend to focus on the, the hard, like, you know, aggressive stuff or like skulls and darkness. And I just, I feel kind of like my work is the opposite in a way. That to me seems like a, I mean, cause it's like, we have enough of the, <laughs> it's, like yeah, a, yeah. it's a smart move on your part, but it's, it's so, but does that, is that, Kind of like, is there a, in the art world, is there like a click of that sort of stuff where we're like, we're doing this. And if you're a little outside, <laughs> they're like, fuck you. Is that sort of, I really articulated that. Yeah, well, there's, but. there's a lot of like anti-art, like a lot of teachers will say like painting is dead and like, it's kind of old fashioned. And like a lot of people are trying to deconstruct painting and take it apart. And like, even just to do figurative stuff can kind of set you back. And like, as soon as you do like some nicely modeled well-painted figurative stuff it's like oh that's that's illustration that's not that's not fine arts that's not painting that shouldn't be in a gallery that belongs in commercial stuff or illustration so yeah it's interesting that that's something i've learned from the various artists i've talked to is that a lot it seems like a lot of the formal education of it that the teachers are very they don't encourage your originality. They sort of encourage you to go with yeah. what's popular, and that's a real fucked mentality. No one should encourage anybody to go <laughs> along with the flow. <laughs> it's like, I know, yeah, yeah. I feel like a bit of a rebel, like doing doing this sort of work. It it might not be that rebellious, but it certainly feels that way from my own past and where I've come from. So yeah, it's. I, I guess that makes it more enjoyable. When you say like your past, is it like the art past or your or your childhood past? Um, not my childhood. I'd say like just school and education and like a, a lot of what people have told me as far as, you know, what art is and what it should be and stuff like that. Was that yeah. kind of like when that's, when people would sort of encourage you to go in a direction that didn't, you weren't, does that, I mean, that's got to be frustrating, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard when, especially there isn't really much, I mean, my principal at the art school that I went to, he was like, don't, don't do painting as a job. Don't do it full time. Like just do it, do a part time, like get a real job first and then do, do painting. Like there aren't many people who will just say, no, just go for it. Go be, just 
give it everything you have. So even teachers would say that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's the worst. I know. Yeah, it's not very encouraging, but. Yeah, it's it's just because it's really hard. Like you, you have galleries that take a commission, and it's just you never know when a painting's going to sell. So it's, I guess they're just trying to say from a stability point of view, you know, take the take the safe option. Don't jump into painting full time, or go to university where you don't even really get taught to paint figures as much. You just it's it's like so much writing and so much theory and like. I could rant about it forever, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like... I don't know, that's really weird, because it seems like the school should be... It should just be keep doing it and do it, not write or think of... Like, that just seems like an ass-backwards way of teaching. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it, you just kind of have to draw and paint first, and then all the ideas and stuff come afterwards. It's kind of weird the way that works, but sometimes you just got to make stuff and then theorize about it later. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Save like, that for... I, I always wonder that too when people are like, oh, well, the themes of this play or blah, blah, or whatever. And I'm like, I wonder how much that actually was preconceived. Because like, mm. like you're finding those themes that it could be different for everybody, you know? Yeah, yeah. Did, uh, see, yeah, I don't know. So when you were just like, fuck this, I'm going to... Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I was really lucky as well because I got like a scholarship to go to an art school which it isn't, you don't get a degree and you don't get all that like great paper and to hang on your wall and like all those <laughs> credentials and stuff like, yeah, I got a degree. But at least it was just a really simple little art school, the Julian Ashton Art School, where you just, you just have like a nude model and you just get to draw all day and everyone around you is like totally obsessed with art and we're all kind of a bit, uh, a little bit crazy that way. We just want to draw and learn. And yeah, it was just, it was awesome. Is Australia as a country, are they more... Because I don't think America is very encouraging of art. <laughs> they they make it yeah. pretty impossible. I mean, I guess there's a lot of corporations that get tax breaks, I guess, from what I understand, for buying oh, really? art. Yeah. Yeah, that's... But there's no, like... There's not a lot of grants and stuff. Is Australia better that way? There's, there, there are quite a few grants, but a lot of them require a degree. So a lot of it's based through the university systems, and it's kind of hard to to break into that if you haven't gone to university and if you haven't gone through that whole system. So I'm sort of like, I feel like I'm kind of on the outside and I probably should apply to grants. I mean, I haven't really looked into it too much, but there is quite a bit of, there's a lot of prizes as well. So there's, there's a whole bunch of different ways to get in, get help. Yeah. 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 It seems like here you're just kind of, you're pretty fucked. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. It's Especially looking at visas and stuff, because I want to try and get down here for longer. And it's like a lot of the visas to stay here for a while, you need a degree. So it's kind of tricky. I, I can, we can gay marry. And then... Uh, oh my God. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> just do the... Genius. That'd be good for... But yeah, I tried to convince a uh, comedian friend of mine to marry me just for... Uh, just because <laughs> we... It'd be just to say we're married. Yeah, why not? <laughs> he wouldn't have it. Oh, yeah. I don't. You probably, my girlfriend probably wouldn't be too thrilled that we got a bit married. Jealous, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Well. I, I don't know how your girlfriend would feel about it. <laughs> I mean, we're not really gonna make out or anything. Yeah, we'll just hold hands a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just so he can be in the country, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then we could, you know, have dinners together and stuff. Lovely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, now, like, when you first started doing art, was it like? I'm, is, I'm guessing you were nowhere in this style. Were you like, 
It's like when you start doing comedy, like I was trying to do Lenny. I was like just mimicking other people. Oh, yeah. And failing miserably. (laughs) I still feel like I'm doing that, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm still surprised if anyone ever thinks that I'm doing something original. I don't feel like anything I do is that original. Is that just sort of somewhat the curse of being a creative person? I don't know. I, because there's so many different artists that inspire me, so I just feel like a bit of a, bit of a hack compared to them. Like I'm just hoping that I can inject some something of myself in there. But yeah, as a kid, I used to draw like a lot as a kid, man. Like I, I used to love uh, robots and cartoons and like a lot of gory stuff. Uh, my mum might have been a bit worried. <laughs> There'd be like decapitations, and I remember I used to love getting like a red pen. And like getting the blood in there of someone getting their head cut off from some kind of warrior type thing from some video game that I was into. Did that, did that seem connected to any <laughs> violent thoughts in your brain? No, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like I used to be the kid that would take things a little bit too far and the other kid would be crying and stuff. But I, I don't think I was like too... Yeah, I don't think it translated. It was just... Yeah, I was always attracted to that sort of thing too. But I'm like the least violent guy in town. Oh, yeah, like, same. Uh, I can't like argue with a cashier if they give they give me my right change back. I'm, so, but it's like it's interesting because the people get alarmed by that, and it's like maybe it's more healthy that mm. somebody's exploring that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we we moved around a lot as a kid, so I had to change schools, and um, I feel like it was a way to deal with the isolation and the having to start fresh when you don't know anyone and it's kind of awkward. And yeah, it was. Yeah, you were more of a withdrawn child. I actually, I was, when I got to know people, I was kind of more goofy and outgoing, but initially, like when I'd started schools, I was pretty withdrawn. Yeah, I wouldn't really, it was kind of hard to talk to people and make new friends and stuff. Maybe just as a child, you knew most people were horrible and not worth talking to. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you were just ahead of the game, really. (laughs) Could have been, yeah. But I I wanted to go back because you were saying like, and this is an interesting thing, and I think a lot of creative people I know are it's like you said that you'd be seen as a hack or whatever and it's like i feel like a lot of really brilliant people i know and i would call you brilliant by the way but i feel like that that there is that like internal constant struggle of like i I think i've done one uh, created a couple things in my life where i was like oh that i'm onto something but i never even like yeah yeah i mean do you feel like that's in a way keeps you sort of how grounded or something that struggle I hope so because it better be worth something. It better help. Because <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just get crazy with myself and like a lot of the times I'll go through my notes and I write like the same thing like stop being so insecure and stop being so anxious and just relax and just draw and it's just never gets any easier. It just gets harder and harder to, to deal with that. Yeah. It, 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 just, it seems like success would could feed to that too <laughs> that's why i've avoided success i don't want that much yeah. internal conflict <laughs> oh god like each time i get a new opportunity i just get more and more terrified about it and just like oh my god now i gotta do this and i gotta do better and i can't stop and i gotta keep you know keep making things improve and it's always more and more like but it's it does help it i think it does drive me to do better at least do, do you does it drum up like um Cause like if I'm gonna do a show, I get my internal bullshit gets crazy. <laughs> oh my god! Like yeah, I mean, I like how you do it. Weird stuff comes up, like you know, like childhood stuff. <laughs> 
before I go on stage, where it's just like all this, like, oh, I'm not good enough, and like shit your dad said to me, your dad specifically, <laughs> which is really weird. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, does that sort of? Do you feel like that? Is it oh, childhood definitely. weirdness? Yeah, as soon as yeah, it's I don't know how much childhood stuff it is, but. Yeah, just every time I've messed up in some way, it's like I just feel silly and dumb. And yeah, like there's, there's, it's just a constant, it never feels equal. Like if I get too complacent and too happy with myself, then I know I'm fucked because it's just going <laughs> to swing back and I'm going to be like, oh no, what was I thinking? Like that was just, you know. Yeah, it's weird when you get, I can't get overly confident because... I just drooled a little bit. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's it's like I, it fucks me. It screws me. I can't. Yeah. I, I, but I don't want to be miserable. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Where do you where do you sit? There's just there's no moment of there's hardly ever. I just yeah. So I'm always in keeping a kind of a state of hungover, and that kind of balances it out. Because <laughs> then you're just trying to keep going. And trying yeah. To get through the day. <laughs> but that's true, and it's like interesting because there is a very positive energy about your work so you wouldn't would look at it and be like there's a guy who is str internally struggling <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's good because it does like i said it does make me work harder and try to improve but it i just it's hard because i never feel like i know what i'm doing and i never feel like i've kind of got it together but i guess sometimes when people ask you questions about your art they think it's like kind of a smooth, happy thing. And it can be at times, but um, yeah, a lot of the times is because there's no right answer to what you're doing. Like there's no guide. There's nothing that specifically says like, oh, you just do this and you do that. And then magic happens. Like you just have to sit down and every day is like a new struggle, basically. Like, and each artwork is like a different, it's like a different story. Like some of them, I'll just struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle and then somehow it's finished and some of them I'll have things planned and it just it's kind of unpredictable and it keeps me coming back like it just keeps me wanting to make more and more stuff and then also like this other thing that's it's like the internet man like <laughs> every day there's like I see someone's arc that just blows me away and then I'm like oh my god it just adds to everything yeah it's that, yeah but there's also a lot of really bad art. <laughs> that's the amazing. Like that's we've been. I've been doing these shows at this club, and it's like it's just it'll be like twelve comics, and they are terrible. And then I'm like, hey, I'm God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so surround yourself by bad art is what I'm saying, and you'll feel really there good about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just go to a kindergarten and just look in there. And yeah, be like, oh, those guys can't draw. Is there anything because you because when you said that there's like sometimes you're embarrassed by something or what, mm. have you ever like created a piece and been like oh this is awful and then people were like this is amazing like where it just totally surprises you mm -hmm. yeah quite quite often but I never I mean I usually don't if I work a lot on something I usually get it to a finish level so I'm never I never feel like it's awful but. I never really think it's that great. And then I constantly get yeah surprised by like the fact that people get inspired by it or the fact that they like it and they tell me and I'm like, Oh, I, yeah, it's a, it's a surprise a lot of the time. Yeah. Like when an opening, when like this, was it just being at an opening? Is it just fucking 
gut wrenching or is it? <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 hard. It's yeah. I mean, my girlfriend would tell you like I, I usually need a couple of shots or like a bit of coffee just to keep me. Yeah, <laughs> coffee calms your nerves, huh? <laughs> <laughs> do you um, do do you do you experiment with drugs when you create? Or is that something you don't mind want to have public? Uh, <laughs> Mum, never, never. <laughs> I mean, uh, one could look at your work and maybe guess you've smoked a couple doobies. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Amsterdam. And oh, okay. I'm not going to lie, but um, yeah, I mean, it, a lot. When I'm working, it's 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 different, but I try not to like. I try to just create from my mind and try to not get too carried away with stuff. But yeah, I got some interesting uh, <laughs> people that came to the show and. Someone was like, oh, have you ever done ayahuasca? And I, I saw one of those things that was in your picture, like just in that one with the repeating smiley faces and the trails and the, the colorful radiating lines. Like some people have said that they've seen that in their trips, which was, uh, which was pretty interesting. But Well, we all have a collective consciousness, really. So, I mean, it's probably... <laughs> Dude, that's an interesting point, be, though. Yeah. Uh, if people probably... Do people look at your work and assume that you're going to be a certain guy? In some way, yeah, but I, I try to just, I think I'm happy for anyone to interpret it like however they want because like I don't even really know half the time what it's going to be, so I can't be like, I'm not that. Like I could, <laughs> I could be that. I mean, I, and and I did get a message like a couple of nights ago where someone said like, oh, I've been to that place in my mind and like I'm like, oh, that's, that's kind of interesting. Like I, I never would have thought that people could actually relate to it in that way. Yeah, there's like a giant smiley face monster over there. Like I'm like, (laughs) half the time, like I can't believe I actually get to do this. It's like I I don't know if anyone's gonna know what the hell this thing is. So it's pretty. Yeah, I liked a smiley face monster quite a bit, and I've done a lot of acid, so I think that's why. (laughs) But like a lot of the colors are do appeal to me on my on my my drug brain level. Uh, and that's a, a really good thing. Like I don't, but those are like the colors you use are colors that I'm really attracted to naturally. It's like, it's interesting. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I love like neon colors and trying to like blend the synthetic stuff that you see in the city and trying to make that blend into the natural stuff and trying to put all that stuff together. And um, it's just, I just want to make things like as vibrant as I can. Yeah, it's really fun. Do you, do you ever like just go intentionally just be like, all right, I'm going to try to do something completely opposite, or is that not at the moment? But <laughs> yeah, I kind of should, shouldn't I? Like, I maybe I need to like do a big muscly dude and black colors <laughs> and like <laughs> a sad face monster. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, I've I try to sometimes do that, and I always fail, and then I'm miserable. But... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, well, and but it's like. Because we were talking before we started recording too, mm-hmm. and we were ta- talking about how, like Laurie Lipton doing those large things. Oh, and I love Laurie Lipton. Do you, yeah. do you ever think like, all right, I'm going to try to do this gigantic? Because to I, I, to me, like drawing a stick figure is intimidating, so I couldn't. <laughs> I mean, I can't draw at all. But like, even like this stuff is so intricate, and like it's like, I, how long does one of the, the average take you? Maybe. 
some of these, the, the one with the, the tons of the owls and the leaves and stuff, that one probably took about three weeks, I'd wow. say. But that's just the actual drawing. Like I would have spent a week doing the preliminary sketches and then I had to hire the model and stuff like that. So, and that's like three weeks of working like all day on them. So I'll just like put on a podcast and just work as much as I can until I kind of go insane. Yeah, you can't, I mean, if you're doing art like that, you really you can't be working at a Starbucks. Like you can't, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, there's no way to, to do both because like, I mean, even that big one there, the biggest one is literally like the exact size of my suitcase. So like, I couldn't even really make bigger ones and bring them over unless I can figure out a way to, maybe I can pack them in a big box or something and bring them on the plane. But yeah, I'm also limited by postage and stuff like that. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> was yeah. was your uh like was your childhood home was that an was that an art encouraging home or was it just sort of a no <laughs> no no i mean it was like here's the thing like it was just my mom and like i never knew my dad he died before i was born and mom took me from el salvador which is where i was born which is uh like a couple of countries south from mexico and we left because of the civil war there so we got to australia in like 1990 and i was only two and mum had to like kind of learn English. So she was busy like actually working and providing and stuff. And, and because we did move around schools a lot, I had to just do it on my own. And it was just like basically a way for me to just keep myself entertained. And yeah, that was like, uh, that was a very tumultuous time in El Salvador. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not to bring up horribleness, but was your father and like, cause I mean, it was, they were, murdering people <laughs> not yeah it was it was i tried to read about it but they had death squads and they had all kinds of stuff like the government would just go out and assassinate people and the bishop uh romero yeah he just got shot in the church and like it was pretty nuts so i think she made the right choice <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i interviewed that guy from uh from the uh, school of america's watch because we actually trained the great united states of america trained those soldiers oh, to do wonderful. that killing we're a great country. I don't know if you know that. Best one in the world. Because <laughs> we oppress everybody, so we have to be the best. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's pretty intense. So mm. you're, And your mom just, like, went... Did, you, did she know people in Australia, or was that... No, man. Here's the thing. Like, a lot of my family went to L.A., so I still have family from El Salvador and L.A. But, like, she's just like, fuck that. I'm not going to L.A. And she went to Australia, and... Man, Australia is beautiful, like lucked out there. Like it's a, it's a really <laughs> awesome place. We don't have like hurricanes or earthquakes or civil wars or any crazy stuff. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, but do you have as many fat people as we do? <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Actually, we're like third, dude. We're catching up. Oh, really? Up. Yeah. Because yeah. you know why? Because America's forcing their fast food on everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I even read a thing like in Japan that the women are getting bigger boobs and asses because of all Whoa. the hormones in the fast food we shove down their throats wow which is the other good news is they're getting more cancer too so that's we're really america once again just doing good for the world <laughs> just feeding everyone <laughs> that's uh is that why did she, did, was australia just random i'm i'm pretty sure she knew something about it but she's like she's kind of an adventurous person like she uh, my dad's actually Greek, so he's from Greece, and she met him when she was traveling through Greece. So I don't actually really know a whole lot about him, but yeah, I think he died in a car crash like just before I was born. So wow. I never, I don't know anything about that side of the family. That's uh, 
It's interesting because a lot of the creative people I know, they, it's very simple. Like my dad died when I was very young. I was 12 or 13. I can't remember. Blocked it out. Horrible event. Yeah, <laughs> that must have been rough. But it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I don't know if that like in a weird way pushes you more towards like creativity. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, because you're not really like, there's definitely a certain pressure to like contribute to society in like a practical way. And art doesn't really build roads or anything like, like that. It's just like a, a very um, peaceful thing you do at home on your own. So I feel like mom was like really encouraging. So she, she's not really an artist in any way, like as far as painting or anything like that. But she definitely like encouraged me a lot. And then she remarried when I was like 12 and my stepdad was like super supportive of that too. So I was pretty lucky. It's interesting because you said like road or <laughs> art doesn't build roads or anything. But to me, it's it's one of the more important things in our society because, I mean, yeah. it offers so many possibilities and I feel like it offers solutions. And it's <laughs> Yeah, I think I think... There's a certain like feeling that you can get from a painting that you can't really get any other way, and I think that it does like at least encourage people to like um, kind of enjoy their imagination a bit more. Or like, I'm not really sure how I can put it. it, it I never really think of it as in terms of practical uh, practical qualities, but just being in a show and just like being away from all your normal stuff and like kind of disconnecting from the internet for a little bit and from your phone and just kind of being in the presence of something that someone's actually made with their hands is, uh, is pretty cool. Yeah. It seems, I don't know. Does it seem like people are getting away from that maybe with cause of the internet? I'm getting away from it. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause it's like the first thing I like, I felt a complete change once I walked into this gallery of how I felt. And it's like, I felt yeah. calmer and I felt like, it's almost like, like I said, it's like, like once in a while you're like, I gotta get the fuck out of the city and get some nature because yeah, it like love nature, calms yeah. you. Yeah. And then it's like art sort of does the same thing where you're like, you kind of have to go get it sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You need a good dose of art sometimes. And like, I just fucking, I love spending time in galleries and like, especially if there's good paintings, like there's a lot of stuff that I try to understand, but I can't understand it. But like, if you can get, to a place that has some good quality paintings, master paintings. It's like, you just want to stare at it and just be like, how the fuck did this person make this thing? Like, it's just so inspiring that people can do that. Yeah. It's there's, I mean, two things that I look at in the world of creativity that astound me. And it's like a dude who can play jazz piano <laughs> and people who can paint. Like those are two things where I'm just like, it's, perplexing to me how it gets done <laughs> yeah i mean I, I still feel like the same way when i go into a gallery and it's i just feel like an infant as far as the art world is concerned like this yeah man like there's so many artists even just looking at it on the internet and just my tumblr feed or whatever comes through there's always like something that makes me feel that way and it's kind of depressing and kind of inspiring too but i feel like the same with anything like comedy as well i don't know how people can get on a stage and like just about five beers helps i'll tell you <laughs> oh, it would just freak me out like i used to just get so nervous when i do a speech but yeah like 
music <coughs> music as well and anything that people can just make with their with their selves like just yeah i think the world would be a far better place if more people even if they, they weren't that good at it if they just did something because i think yeah. probably would kill people would kill a lot less people <laughs> <laughs> definitely does chill you out or at least it turns that frustration in on yourself and it's not so much going out into the world too much. Yeah. Are there are there like certain artists that you sort of go to to look at for inspiration, or just yeah. like heaps? Like a lot of nineteenth century. There's a, it's weird because my favorite period of art is probably the nineteenth century because like they just reach this level of skills. It kind of blows my mind, but I never even knew about it in school because that whole section of art is kind of not even in any textbooks. Like they just focus on one period, which is Impressionism, which I love, but they don't really focus on like this whole other period, which created some incredible stuff. So these guys like um, Sargent and Waterhouse and Leighton, all these all these artists who are kind of looked over, and even even this guy called Mucha, who's a I think a lot of people these days know him, but you, I don't remember ever seeing him in a textbook in school, and. I just look to them and I go back and I go back and each time I learn something new, just like continually, man. Just Why do you think they ignore those guys in those schools? Fashion, just out of fashion. It's just like, yeah, they're not really fashionable. Like it just reached a point where they weren't like cutting edge enough or like, I don't know, like I think about 20 years ago, a lot of their paintings wouldn't even sell for much at auctions. And because of the internet and like the resurgence of popularity in that work, a lot of their works now are selling for millions and millions and millions of dollars, which is like really interesting. And I feel like the internet and everything is really helping get like a lot of good art out to people and like all these people that I've never even heard of. I see their work like on the internet and it's like, fuck, like it's, it's a lot more. Yeah. Has that helped like your, get your work out there as well? Oh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the internet. Like, it's not amazing. I, I'd just be <laughs> so screwed. <laughs> you would be working in that Starbucks. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, internet hasn't helped me out at all. I'm just really what? No. <laughs> and that's interesting too, because it's like I wonder if like if it's the same with art. Where I guess it sort of is. I mean, that's it. It's like you know, if there's certain. If they're just like, oh, fuck, you have to get more. We're going to talk about Picasso again. Like, not to <laughs> shit talk Picasso. I love Picasso. But, like, is yeah. there, like, sort of, like, or there's, like, those gods who can't be. Yeah, it's like, it's a gallery. It's, like, always, whenever they get work from overseas, it's, like, Impressionists or, like, Picasso or, like, and they don't even get, like, the best works because it's just too difficult. But there's just so much amazing stuff that just doesn't really get looked at. And people don't really talk about it because it's kind of out of fashion or it's too, I don't know what the word is, but <laughs> yeah, it drives me a bit nuts because I feel like they do deserve a lot more recognition in the wider scene. Does it seem like that though this is the era that more young young art or new artists and or on yeah. can get, because it's the old sort of cliche is like you gotta die before people oh, appreciate yeah, your i get that so often like oh, when you're dead you'll be able to sell paintings for a lot but i think that it's not just that you can get your work out there like you can get books art books and you can kind of almost build your own education and save like heaps of money like i know heaps of artists who didn't go to art school and they're amazing because they just printed out 
like books and they learn and I printed out like a whole bunch of art books and like just studied those in high school and like it's it's really helpful to like just teach yourself you can kind of learn just by practicing from that and like I think there's a lot of young younger artists than me even that are just like creating amazing stuff that's just it's just because they have the access to all the stuff on the internet yeah and you're I mean you're what early mid 20s I don't know how old yeah I'm pretty I'm a kid I'm 26 <laughs> but I mean you yeah. do you ever sit and go hey I'm doing all right for I mean it art's a tough thing yeah I know but I yeah I, I would like to move out of my parents house and I would like to be able to afford to kind of just at least like buy food and buy rent and just like get by on my art that'd be pretty awesome but I'm still a fairly long way away from that yeah I do think so. it's still it's a different era, you know. It's harder to get out on your own. I mean, it's financially the world is fucking. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I, Australia's a pretty expensive country, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's up there. Yeah, Sydney's pretty pretty pricey, and like a lot of our stuff is a bit more expensive because we we're, we're we're an island on the other side of the planet, so we've got to <laughs> ship like so much stuff over. Yeah, so. that's why I know a lot of artists love living in L.A. because you can actually get a decent yeah. sized space for pretty inexpensive. And mm. uh, yeah, but I mean, it's like we, my girlfriend and I, live in a very small apartment. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. you look at me, and you probably say, "This guy is really successful <laughs> all the time." <laughs> but I mean, it's just—it's so not—it's such a difficult time. I don't like. Yeah. I mean, I think like twenty, thirty, forty years ago it was a lot easier to do it was but also i think that a lot of people in that time had a hard time um with with the galleries because it was even harder for someone who wanted to do like figurative stuff they were you wouldn't even be able to learn anywhere to do realistic figurative stuff like i think laurie lipton was saying that she um had a lot of trouble with her university and she had to go and teach herself well, I've, I know a lot of artists who are kind of around her age that had the same problem with um, with the universities and they're just like, fuck this, I'm going to go and teach myself how to paint because I'm not going to learn through the university. So I think they were even more like against the, the figurative stuff back then. It seems like, I mean, is it, I, I, like, I have coordination problems so in my, in my hand. So it's like, to me, it seems like teaching yourself t- seems really fucking difficult i mean especially because i mean your stuff is great you obviously also are on top you're technically great oh thanks but it must i mean that's kind of to teach yourself that isn't it i think because a lot of it's just like practice and like you have these fundamentals like oh you got to draw like a boob is basically like a spherical rounded form (laughs) so it's like oh okay well i'll just think of it as like a nice and it's kind of like the same way you'd render an apple and the same way you with, with shading and stuff. So like you learn these fundamentals and it sounds really kind of simple, but it's just like repeating it over and over and over again and making sure you apply the same basics. But it's, I've seen people do it somehow and it's really inspiring that, yeah, it's, it is possible. And I think if anyone wants to learn how to draw, they can, if they just like really go for it. And, but- and even, Oh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say, even if you don't want to learn to draw, it's still fun to just sit outside and draw something because it kind of forces you to look at something closely and like you, it's kind of like a meditative thing where you're just looking at it closely, more closely than you'd ever look at a leaf or a plant or anything like that. 
Yeah. Do you, you do know. you think like within like your creative process there is sort of I don't know if this sounds hippie bullshitty but like a, a spi- sort of like <laughs> like a spirituality or a Zen or like something like that like you said I, meditation. Yeah, I I hate that word spirituality. <laughs> it's so gross. It's like it is pretty oh. gross. But I think anything that gets you away from this the whole emphasis on material things and just like creates a state of mind where you're not focused on your own bullshit for at least a little i know i was saying before that i I do get crazy with it but uh, if you're not too worried about that stuff um just the act of doing it is kind of like it it does create a a different state of mind where you're just you're really appreciating like what's in front of you you're not really you're just kind of focusing on what's in front of you in a way that's different like you're not thinking oh how am i gonna use this thing for something it's like how can i create something yeah completely different it's yeah i just i've watched we were hiking the other day and we saw just some like an dopey art class like doing um you know what the fuck yeah painting Uh, but like you know nature (laughs) painting just painting a tree or something but i was like fuck i wish i could do that (laughs) like it looks so great even though it was just a bunch of you know yeah dopey kids yeah. I'm, I'm going to insult them some more. <laughs> Those dopey kids. But it just seems like uh, that's what I admire about Like, I wish I could do, like, to me, it's like the best. And it's like amazing because every time I look at your one of your paintings, I seem to notice something new or something different. That's also, which yeah. is also a great thing about your art. There's just so much. Yeah, I mean, I spend, it's like a lot of layers, spend a lot of time trying to add different things in there and trying to, I just, I think it's a part of my obsessive personality that I just kind of have to do that and I can't just be like, oh, I'll just do something real quick and leave it like that. i got to like put all these extra things in and hope that people see it. And a lot of the times I do like worry like, oh, why am I even bothering to spend so much time on this? Like, is it even going to make a difference? Like, is anyone even going to care? So, yeah, I mean, it's weird because I also try to make it look um, like it's not laboured, which is kind of a bit of a weird paradox, but... I guess like I've, I've heard people talk about comedy when they say that like you kind of rehearse the act a lot and it doesn't look that way on stage. It kind of looks like it's easy and it just looks like you're just talking. Yeah. It takes, it takes like 10, 10 years of doing stand up. Wow, yeah. <laughs> like once in a while there's a dude like Eddie Murphy who just is kind of that crazy genius brain. But I mean, even, even that's like a, Richard Pryor was like, yeah, he never, ever thought he had a good set like he was wow. which is amazing to me because he's like the god of it <laughs> exactly that's all i always hear about richard Pryor. yeah and it's just like yeah there's this documentary i just want but it's just like really the guy who everyone says is the best never was happy it's yeah. like wow it's and it's weird because you're just like what am i doing why can't i just go like work in a grocery store and just enjoy life <laughs> <laughs> just oh, be a dumb person I know. well it's it's and there are some people who just like they're on such a level where you just don't even understand how it's even possible. Like there's this Korean guy. He will just take like a big piece of paper, get a, a fucking pen and he'll just draw something and it'll be like the most amazing drawing that would take me like years to do. And he'll just like do it like a, he's like a machine and he'll just like, just create it like that. Is he a little like, <laughs> I mean, cause sometimes there's like a autism or something goofy yeah, going on well, in the brain. Yeah. I I think he's better than those people because like I've I've seen the autistic people and I understand how impressive it looks but it's not 
like no offense to them, but it's not <laughs> that artistic. I don't think they're gonna know you said something. <laughs> they're in their own world. <laughs> but it's like he just—it's—he's like a comic artist. So he just draws the coolest shit, like these guys shooting zombies, and he just does it straight out of his head. So this crazy cityscape, and it's like there are just so many levels that you just never—you can never really be satisfied. It's just infinite, like the amount of levels of skill that people can achieve. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess, but you can't really, like, because I look at certain people, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'll never be them. But it's like, yeah. well, maybe I don't want to be them. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's, it's you do what you do, and it's, it's you just do what you do. You can't try to, yeah, you know what I mean. But right? it's crazy with art, because, say, comedy, stand-up comedy has only been around. How long When was the first, like, comedy people? I mean, it's with? always sort of been, but it, like, really became more of a thing in the 50s. Yeah, and then so that's and like, it's definitely like it, it had a big evolution in the '60s with like Lenny Bruce and those guys who yeah. took it to this crazy different level. Yeah, so that's kind of like relatively new. Yeah, whereas art's been around for like thousands of years, and like a lot of the figurative painters started with the Renaissance era when they like learned how to actually make things look 3D. So like that's a huge amount of history to draw upon, and there's. Yeah, like I said, there's so much good stuff out there. But do you, do you feel like in the past 10 years it's kind of changed? Like the stand-up comedy has changed a lot? or I kind of feel like ultimately it hasn't. <laughs> I mean, uh -huh. it, there's like things that people call alternative comedy, but it's not really that out there. You know, mm. there's like, I think like the real renaissance or the, the 70s was like, you know, like, people really did some pretty outlandish crazy things and i think it's been a bit repetitive ever since i mean mm. you can't get weirder than like say steve martin or andy kaufman or more you know personal and real than like say prior like even bill hicks i think bill hicks did some pretty innovative things yeah but i don't think there's been because it is pretty limited form you know i mean there's not a lot of you know, once you've somebody already did abstract shit like Andy Kaufman, it's like you can't get more abstract than he did yeah. <laughs> in, that, in that form. Yeah, like, I, I, it, I find that really interesting because, um, like art kind of went through the same thing, went through like a whole abstract period, and now like there really isn't any particular movement. It's just there's just tons of stuff going on everywhere. But I wonder if there are like different movements with stand up, like there are with art. It's like different ways of doing painting or different ways yeah of drawing. there's different scenes and different like there are different like camps yeah uh, yeah i think though ultimately everybody or at least everyone i know and respect is trying to get to some sort of truth <laughs> mm. about themselves and the world around them but and then there's some people who are just like i don't give a fuck i gotta get a <laughs> laugh and they'll just do the most horrible oh, stuff God. on earth <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we saw something the other day but uh oh boy. but yeah that, but i mean do you think though that that you were saying like there's all the but i mean maybe in 10 years this period in art will have a different definition than because yeah, i mean you're in the middle of it that maybe you can't see it. Mm. Yeah, it's called like a lowbrow, or there's a whole whole bunch of different terms for it. But I'm I'm just glad anyone wants to hang my work on the walls because it's not that easy to get into galleries and like every each gallery has a different thing that they'll want to exhibit. And some places won't touch like figurative stuff, and some places will only show figurative stuff. So it's pretty varied. Yeah, it seems like the gallery world seems like a hard nut to crack, sort of. 
Yeah, especially if you don't sell stuff because ultimately it is a business and no matter how much how much time you spend on paintings, if they don't sell, it's like it's really hard to be like, hey, but I still want to do more shows. It's like... <laughs> No, when you said they they're calling a movement lowbrow, that doesn't yeah. is that 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 doesn't like if we say a comedian's lowbrow, that means he just does like a lot of dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, does it have a different definition in the art uh, world? I think it is. Yeah, kind of because I, the first time I heard the term was on a plane, and I was talking to this artist who I was doing a workshop with. He was the teacher, and he was like, "Oh, these kids doing lowbrow art, like they don't know anything about painting." and he was like saying all this stuff, like oh, doing skulls and dolls, really? They're painting dolls now? And he was like kind of really, I wouldn't say he was against it, but he was just maybe saying they weren't like as fine-tuned as, as he was. And he was doing like these really amazing, realist kind of classical paintings. So I think it's all like a matter of perspective and, and where you come from. But I think as long as it touches upon something that's, that you can relate to and as long as it's well done I don't think it matters what you call it really yeah also I think maybe upsetting some people is always a positive like I mean not intentionally but if <laughs> if you're ruffling the feathers of an older generation you're probably headed in a good direction <laughs> and I'm at, I know I'm that older generation so uh just so where can people find your your work I'm 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 a, I'm a bit of a social media slut at the moment. I I've recently noticed. like I'm like, <laughs> dude, I've been trying to because otherwise people are just like, why aren't you posting? You got to post art more, and you got to be on Instagram, and you got to be on this. So I'm just like, all right, I'm just gonna do it. So I'm you, the best place is just to go to rodluff.com, which is r o d l u f dot com, and I've got like all my social media links on there. So I'm on like Facebook, Twitters, Instagram, Tumblr. And yeah, my website too. So it's probably the best place. All right. Yeah. And then these motherfuckers listening should probably <laughs> buy some stuff. Please help me out. <laughs> or I'll come and date your daughters. <laughs> <laughs> Rod, thank you very much. This thank was really you. awesome. Yeah, I can't believe it's over already. That was about an hour. Wow. you if you enjoyed this episode of conversations with matt dwyer please go through uh, the other ones and check out some other ones i've talked to some very interesting people over the last year um as well as uh, you could donate some money to the show because we don't make i don't have advertisers and if you see some of the past be like the satanist guy i talked about like coca-cola is not jumping on board to put an ad with a satanist guy controversial they should because I know a lot of Satanists who love Coca-Cola. But uh, if you can donate money, go to the Feral Audio page, donate some money. Um, if you can't afford to do that, go through the Amazon link there. If you're going to buy some stuff, you know you can buy, like, case Cheerios for, like, nothing on Amazon. Buy some Cheerios. I get a kickback of that money. Uh, I get a little cut, and everybody's happy. Follow me on Twitter, Matt underscore Dwyer, D-W-I-E-R, at Twitter. And, uh... Peruse Feral Audio. Check out some of the other shows. There's a Johnny Cupton's got it. John Roy's got this new show. He's going to be a guest. Check it out, everybody. Check it out. Thank you very much for listening.
of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.